This is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, I want to tell you a story about Kodak. You may remember this from days gone by, the ad campaigns of Make It a Kodak Moment. You bought film to put in your cameras, and then you had to either develop that film yourself, if you were that talented, or you took it somewhere to be developed. You might even have had, like I did in 2003, an actual digital camera, the Kodak Easy Share. Believe it or not, Kodak was the first company to invent a digital camera. Steve Sasson invented it in 1975. But instead of embracing the new technology, Kodak Corporate at that time said, that's cute, but don't tell anyone about it. And so while they had made some strides in this new technology and looked to be embracing it somewhat, they actually used the digital technology to improve the quality of their physical film. I have a little bit more to tell you about Kodak, but I'm breaking in to say why I'm telling you this. And it's because companies have lots of clues about the health or the illness of the organization. One of those clues is their employees leaving kind of like rats leaving a sinking ship. If you have high employee turnover, you need to look at why that is. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you have high employee turnover, your company is destined to go the way of Kodak and Borders and Blockbuster. But if that continues, it might. And you need to be asking yourself, why are the employees leaving? What do they see that I don't? All right, so now back to the Kodak story. So back in 1972, I believe, Vince Baraba, head of Kodak's market intelligence, conducted extensive research about this new technology of digital photography and the timeline of what might happen. The study revealed that, yes, more than likely, digital would replace film, but there was probably about 10 years to make that transition. So what did Kodak do? Well, we probably know the answer to that, right? They obviously did not take those 10 years and prepare for the transition to digital Instead, they, like I said before, they put that use of technology in the area of improving their actual physical film. And they did some other things, like invested in other companies that had nothing to do with film. They made a lot of mistakes. But if they had been paying attention, employees leaving would have told them something. So Vince Baraba, the one who did that extensive market research, ended up leaving the company. And he's written several books that are great books about 
looking at the history, not just of Kodak, but of other companies, what kinds of decisions good leaders need to make. So I recommend you check them out. So, Barra believes. Then, when it was time for the current CEO to retire in 1989, the board had a decision to make. Do they choose Whitmore, who represented the old film business, or Samper, who understood and embraced the digital technology? The board chose Whitmore. They chose tradition and old technology, and Samper resigned. He actually later took his appreciation and knowledge of that digital technology and became president of Sun Microsystems. Whitmore was fired three years later. My point is that if we did some extensive research ourselves and looked at those three big companies, Kodak, Blockbuster, Borders, I bet we could see a trend of employees leaving probably more so in the management and executive positions because if they're seeing the writing on the wall but the their colleagues their peers their boards aren't listening to them then just like samper leave because this is there's no future not just no future for me here there's probably no future for this company. It may not trickle down significantly to the workers at the bottom rungs, but I bet if in the last days of Blockbuster, if you were to walk into one of the Blockbuster rental stores and talk to some of the employees, I bet if they were honest, they would talk about this general feeling of malaise. They'd be worried. They'd be concerned that their job wasn't going to last very long. But because probably at that level, they needed the money, they needed the salary, they needed money to live on, they probably didn't leave the sinking ship nearly as quickly as their more executive-based counterparts did. Employee turnover, some of it is normal. There's always attrition. There's always flux. But the problem is when it starts to be a pretty large percentage. How many of your employees are leaving? How often are you having to replace employees? Are you having to replace employees in the same positions? Or is it across the board of all positions? How much money and time is it taking to replace that employee? Research shows that it costs about the same salary to replace an employee And when you start moving up the executive chain, it can cost anywhere from 150% to 400% of that employee's salary to replace him or her. So there's obviously a cost, money, time. And 
so yes, you could focus on getting the right people in the right seats. I've talked about that often. But it's really about looking at why are the rats fleeing the ship? What do they know that you don't know or you're not willing to look at? It takes a lot to ask the right questions. I have a podcast episode called What the Questions You Should Be Asking or What Are the Questions You Should Be Asking? I'll put a link in the, the description. If you're just letting people leave and you don't do an exit interview, you don't ask them why are they leaving, if you're not willing to look at the big picture, if you're not willing to say, I wonder if I'm getting it wrong, then your ship could sink. I'm sure that at one point, executives at Kodak and Borders and Blockbuster thought there would never be a way that they would close their doors or go bankrupt. Funny enough, the CEO of Netflix flew to Dallas to meet with the CEO of Blockbuster. This was long time ago, back I think in 2000. And the CEO of Netflix said, hey, let's let's do a partnership. We'll take care of the, the digital, there is a trend, and you take care of the physical. And Blockbuster's CEO just laughed him out of the room. Not so funny now. Turnover and the rats fleeing the ship could be because you're not looking forward enough. You're not embracing new technology. You're not paying attention to trends. It could also be that your model doesn't work or that you or the C-suite or the board isn't running the organization well. I'm sure we all know stories of companies or organizations or nonprofits that no longer exist. The local theater that was run so badly that everybody left, the rats left the ship, and they ran out of money, and what had been a thriving theater no longer existed. Or the tech company that looked like it was the bee's knees but because they kept making such bad decisions on the people they brought on, especially at the C-suite level, crash and burned. There are stories like that all around, true stories, not just fictional ones. So what can you take away from what I'm talking about today? One, what is your employee retention and employee turnover? Two, Are you happy with those numbers? Three, for employees who leave, do you conduct an exit interview? Four, if you do conduct an exit interview, do you ask the hard questions? And five, are you looking ahead at the trends in your industry And do you feel like you are positioned to move 
ahead and be a sustainable organization into that future. I hope I have given you some food for thought. And if you find you are not happy with your employee retention numbers and your employee turnover numbers, that is a place where we here at the Schuler Group excel. You can go to our website at www.theshulergroupllc.com, sign up for a complimentary consultation, and we can talk about how we can make sure you have the right people in the right seats so that your organization can thrive. Until next time, may you thrive.